0: hello and welcome to episode 191 of the super horror bros podcast i'm your host matt and joining me as always is my brother mike hello how's it going good man good 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 we are back again back with uh, another on-demand release which is going to be all we can do right movie. now bro <laughs> for a very very long time um of course uh, under the current circumstances and uh, yeah this one arrived after midnight um which we will get to shortly. Um, and of course, we're going to have to be talking about the one and only Resident Evil 3, um, yeah, we are. which hopefully everyone's played at this point because I know we've played a lot of it. And uh, yeah, I want to keep playing more of it. Um, but uh, yeah, kicking things off with the news as usual. And uh, of course, uh, the, the kind of delays, delays keep on coming. <laughs> I had to just get them out of the way early so then we can at least, there is some couple of other news stories that aren't just, nice. oh my God, more delays as usual. Um, yeah but uh yeah no there's there's four delays Of course there is. <laughs> so um kicking things off with a big one um well this one yeah in the delay section but it's actually a rescheduling of a, a date which is kind of exciting in a way really um mm. obviously we're not going to get to see it for a little while but um a quiet place part two um a lot of talk of that on the show obviously recently we were hoping that maybe you know we discussed the potential for netflix
1: um yeah or kind just of- on demand somewhere premium on demand
0: yeah it's just it's just there was that glimmer of hope with the whole paramount thing mm. um but having this mm. relationship with netflix um but yeah like this is a huge movie and it makes sense to try and get it in cinemas of course and uh yeah they have picked a new date that they're kind of hoping that they're gonna hit um which isn't insanely far away like some of these reschedulings um mm. but yeah it is coming out now september 4th um indeed it
1: is which is i mean you know, at least it's not, yeah, like a 2021, at least it's yeah. this year, like, and, and at least now we know where the station is for the hype train.
0: Yeah, it's it's like something to look forward to at the very least. Um, mm-hmm. Like you yeah. said, it's not just like delayed indefinitely, like a lot of these are, and, and we'll get to some more that unfortunately are just indefinitely. And that's the saddest thing of like stuff like Spiral. We just don't know at this point, you know, it could be mm-hmm. literally tomorrow or it could be over a year from now. And that's the sad reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. um. But uh, yeah, like this is going to be an interesting one. Um, I was thinking about this this week, and like, I I feel like I'm going to watch the trailer for A Quiet Place Part Two um,
1: <laughs> because I, I still can we, haven't. We point... watch it together, Just, yeah, like, we should do it, because... it could be like a little viewing. It'll be like I want our A yeah. Quiet Place Two viewing.
0: I want it to be special and like at this point like I've just I've waited so long and I did so well and then it got taken away from me and I just don't <laughs> want to have to go through it all again because hopefully we are going to see movies in the theaters before this and just the whole fiasco of trying not to listen and all that stuff I just can't be bothered like I just want to enjoy it and so yeah like I do want to at least see the trailer because then I'll feel like I'll at least have some part of this movie in my life <laughs> um, so yeah we'll have to reschedule that in the future um, Definitely because yeah i just i just want to see something about it this movie at this point like i just i
1: know do you know what do you know what i was thinking the other day those reels are out there yeah like there's a very good chance that they were delivered to our local cinema <laughs> like yeah. do you think they're still there
0: <laughs> probably like
1: how does how does this work like you know
0: yeah this was the them. one that, like obviously the spiral one hit hard massively and a couple of the other ones but like this one was heartbreaking. This, this hit it was, the hardest,
1: man, because we were there. We had the tickets, like yeah, in, in like to order.
0: Mm it was just it was literally less than a week which was just Mm. unbelievable like we obviously we got to see the hunt as like all this shit was kicking off and we Mm. really thought that maybe we would get to get that one more in and it was just Mm. it was so
1: disappointing um i honestly like we joked about it when we went and saw the hunt we're not joke about it but said about it but in my mind mm. it was more of a joke like i thought we were going to get the quiet place in um a quiet place like i i really did and like um yeah, it, it it was the most shocking one for me. It's the one that's hit me the worst. All the other ones I expected. Um, yeah. You know, and it's just like at this point now, there isn't going to be another video game come out. There's not going to be another movie come out um, until this is all over.
0: <laughs> yeah. So going into that kind of one that we expected, because I don't think this was actually delayed last week. Um, mm, yeah. but it's Candyman. Um, well, I
1: was, I was going to ask you, yeah, if we spoke about Candyman, but
0: yeah, go. that's the next one on yeah. here because it got a rescheduled date as, as well. But I don't, mm. I can't remember if this was a case of had we just talked about it being delayed. Like it gets so you know, there's I so don't many remember. At this
1: point. I, I don't remember specifically that one, and it is one that would stick out to me.
0: Yeah, like I don't think it was, and like they say, because it was June, it was kind of like you know everything up until pretty much June got delayed so that was one of those ones that was waiting and as we've seen it now more and more are getting pushed but um yeah candy man obviously not coming out in june anymore um but rescheduled for september 25th um so again sliding into september um obviously a lot of these movies now are looking at where to put these movies and to still make their money and I guess they're assuming and hoping that things are gonna be back to normal because obviously if, if theaters aren't open widespread around the world, not just in the UK or US but China and all these other markets, mm. these movies just aren't gonna come out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, so they can the
0: hope and pray and sit on this date and you know, it's it's more that's the reason why, isn't it, as Is they wanna say. Well also they date.
1: need to put a date, you know, quiet place just put fourth of September. Mm-hmm. So Candyman's now like, crap, we don't wanna go fourth of September. We don't want to kick it yeah. into Halloween particularly right, we better we better coin the end of September. You know, if, you, if you've now got Spiral, is Spiral now like, well, let's make it the traditional Saw Halloween? I was like, going to say, yeah, that's what know, they need to so, do, 100%. Um, you know, that's the bit that's interesting. Um, also, like, all of these movies coming out early September, I'm like, hmm, Frightfest <laughs> premiere? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? Huh?
0: yeah it does make it interesting like it's gonna be very busy for us obviously but um it it at least opens up that possibility obviously like you say the fact that all these movies have been delayed and we've already talked about it loads like all these different festival movies that are gonna need an outlet and obviously we discussed before like the first big movie to be able to be seen in cinemas is going to like clean up completely and in yeah. a similar vein what you know the next big film festival that can open is going to clean up regardless yeah. of genre would it be um,
1: funny if like whatever film drops you know uh let's just say it's wonder woman yeah. uh for the banner and it and it uh outperforms avengers it would be crazy uh, wouldn't it? Just, it just was like just, it made 4 just billion because, <laughs> yeah, just cuz everyone in the world was like fuck it cinema let's <laughs> yeah. go like it
0: would Rabbit. be incredible. <laughs> like I would love to. Yeah, if, if, yeah, yeah, that'd be brilliant if it wasn't even yeah. something that would even if necessarily something
1: make really obscure. Shame that's probably not got a global market, Peter Rabbit. But yeah, yeah something like, like really weird <laughs> like that trolls.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would love to just see one of those just make <laughs> yeah. an insane amount of money. Yeah. Like it would be, it would be probably brilliant. It to would see. be fantastic. Um, but yeah, next up another delay and this one again is very far away and this is where we're going to see the knock-on effect of we've been talking a lot about movies that are done movies like Quiet mm. Place and Spiral uh this is now the knock-on effect of production schedules and um the next M Night Shyamalan movie um of course we discussed uh, late last year in fact that universal had already kind of dated his next two movies and signed mm. him up so yeah. it was like february was brave, 2021 even then <laughs> yeah um and in february 2023 so the first one february 2021 has now just been moved indefinitely um they said that the film was going to uh, begin pre-production and can't shoot anytime soon um yeah it was going to be shooting in philadelphia where most of his movies shoot and of course like no production is going to be starting anytime soon on any big films um so, yeah, that's oh, we had route. James
1: Wan movies this uh-huh. year. We had Ed This
0: Go year right. was genuinely looking like one of the most special <laughs> years ever. And it's just, these movies are still hopefully going to exist. You know, like the ones Yeah, I think, I think and that's, stuff, that's but... my
1: hope is that these movies still exist yeah. post this. And like, we, we'll have to wait. Like, we've all just got to wait.
0: Yeah, definitely um but yeah and then next up just to round out this depressing section um the Ooh. last one is of course a big video game that got delayed and yeah this is a massive one for us we talk about it a lot the oh. last of us uh, part two and and the saddest part is it is delayed indefinitely um yeah the game has suffered multiple release dates uh delays it was supposed to come out like last year and, and maybe even early last year yeah and...
1: it was it was feb as well wasn't it then it got pushed to yeah um, reasonably close, like in 2020 it got moved from Feb to the May release. Was yes. it May? Yeah, yeah
0: May 20th yeah. or something. Something like that, um, yeah. It was very, yeah, like you say, just before it was going to start to Yeah, skin, then and, like yeah this out. one,
1: this was the one I was most nervous about because mm. post all of these, you know, the second the movie started to drop, I was like, right, I'm like as confident, like I'm feeling good that we'll get Resident Evil 3 and we did. And I started to get a bit nervous, but um but then I was like, Oh, are we gonna get Last of Us? And mm. I really hoped that we would, the fact that it had those multiple delays, but um it seems like obviously Resident Evil has suffered distribution problems. Final Fantasy's just come out and had like yeah. weird kind of they're like, You might get it in Europe early, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> and like, um you know, so Sony didn't want it for like their Swan Song PS five, uh, PS four title to be Uh, you know, marred in this kind of weird, murky release and people not being able to get copies of it and stuff, but, um, yeah, someone that had put money down on the super crazy edition, like, I'm I'm pretty bummed out, and, like, especially at this point, because indefinitely, like, Mm. does that mean it's just going to be a PS5 game now, like,
0: yeah like this whole thing is really bizarre obviously like you're not getting massively into the video game stuff outside of this this one title but yeah like Mm. we all like ps5 and and the the other generations is beginning this year and it's like is how can that still happen with all of this going on with production being halted on literally everything how can
1: they possibly put out enough units of those consoles as well if they can't get get people talking and get the games
0: on those Mm. like everything is going to have a knock on fact. like e3 doesn't exist this year like all of this stuff is just a mess right now and it really does. You really just have to put a pause on everything. That's why, in terms of ju- just to quickly to go to like the sport and stuff, I do like stuff like the Olympics where they're just like, guess what? It's just twenty twenty one now. Like yeah. everything, like the knock on effects, it's going to mess everything up because you have to wait five years instead of an Olympics. Now <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. You know, you've
0: got you just have to pause everything for a year. You've much.
1: got your, you know, you've got your sport and a lot and some other things that have treated this like it, you know, like it war times where it's like, yeah, hmm. it, it just doesn't exist. Twenty twenty yeah. is just kind of a write off. And, you know, but by by the time we get to the end of 2020, hopefully it will be recovered and we'll move on. You know, we haven't we haven't got kind of, um, you know, the the film and the game world is so kind of um, weird because we're sat here and we could we could still watch it. Things Mm. that are done, like if the games can get done, like I I can only imagine like what sort of gangbusters Final Fantasy is going to do right now. Yeah, because um, I'm already thinking like, well, what else am I going to do? I'm not that to yeah. this. I've never played it. Sure.
0: Yeah. Like I've <laughs> never played a second of that franchise. I think yeah. now would be a great time to start. Yeah. I'm honestly,
1: I'm honestly close to putting the trigger
0: yeah it looks awesome but um if you, yeah if like you could
1: just buy a copy <laughs>
0: yeah um but yeah with the last of us it's weird because they pretty much said like the game's done like mm. it's 95 percent done it is just that polishing like end game bugs at this point but yeah of yeah, course even that, say...
1: like everyone has to work from home so yeah. how many like how many people how many kind of debug units have they got that people can work from home with like 95 percent could be 50 percent if they haven't got no one that can work on it like and if they need to record vo or anything like that last minute they, they won't be able to do that to any level
0: yeah and we've seen games completely change in the last couple of months in terms mm-hmm. of like what they said where it was like man this really all came together in the final couple of months where it was like yeah. if it had these small issues it would have been you know a seven out of ten game as opposed to one of the mm-hmm. greatest games of all
1: time but um, yeah and this needs to be the latter
0: yeah for sure and like you said like with game shops literally closed right now obviously there's online deliveries and like that's where we get our game i mean that's how i get all my games anyway like i yeah, can remember the last time i went into a game shop to buy a game but like loads of people do <laughs> and obviously mm. with that with that um not being an option yeah you're right that they're not going to release the last of us part two in a world where you can only get it online. Um, because for all the people that can't get it online, even though that's weird to me, cause like I've been buying games online for, for years now, but, um, you know, there are people that have to go to their local game shop to pick up a game to play. And yeah, it would have obviously had a knock on effect on the sales, but, um, yeah, it's just it's th- this is one of those weird ones where, like you say, we it was so we were so happy to get Resident Evil 3 out the door, which we'll obviously yeah. talk about later. And now it is where it gets murky of like all of these big releases that we were looking forward to. I mean, you look at like what Nintendo have announced pretty much at this point, and it's next to nothing. Like we don't know I I passed Animal Crossing nice. what was the next big Nintendo games, and that's good, that's clever from their part. Like, don't announce anything right now. There's literally no point.
1: <laughs> um yeah yeah exactly yeah. It's just a shame but yeah for sure, sure.
0: But we'll hopefully we'll get to play it at some point and it will hopefully be the game that we want it to be um
1: oh
0: God, but if you haven't play. already go and play the first one because it is still yeah. maybe the best game ever made definitely um,
1: I, I played it two weeks ago
0: <laughs> nice um in, in
1: anticipation yeah. for the release <laughs> womp, womp. that's fine
0: you can just play it again it, yeah it's will.
1: Just, probably it will. never
0: it never gets old it um doesn't. But next up, away from all this nonsense, we can finally talk about something that's a bit more exciting. Um, Nosferatu, the TV show. Um, I remember that. Yeah. Obviously, um, we'll get to the kind of <laughs> the, uh, the, the aspect of trying to see this in this country, which is completely not a nonsense. Um, but to actually focus on the show for a minute, which is awesome. Um, season two, we knew was coming. And uh, yeah, they have dated it. Um, so AMC have said that the season premiere is the 1st of June. Nice. um so not that far away which is exciting and Ooh. um yeah it's a 10 episode season uh, which i think was the same as last season
1: yes yeah, so um,
0: I'm um th- what, what i find really interesting here is so it says they're going to simulcast it on amc and bbc america um what BB- bbc america apparently has again so people will know this stuff i just don't know it but um apparently they have some sort of ties with amc Whether they're owned by the same people, I don't know. But there's some sort of connection there where Killing Eve similarly was broadcast on AMC as well um as bbc america um obviously in the us and wh- what i find interesting about this obviously is us being british people who couldn't watch season one in any capacity um bbc is british you know <laughs> um so what is this connection does this mean that hopefully something like season one of Nosferatu will just pop up on like iplayer in england like that'd be awesome to let people catch up on it and then would they air it on like bbc2 or something along those lines um
1: god i hope so it's just it's just ridiculous you yeah. know it really is even if especially now we're living in a world where there's these premium uh, packages like if you really think it's gonna be difficult to get it over like put slap a price on it but give yeah. us some way to watch it in like you know the you know European territories yeah
0: like, it's, it's so frustrating to, to pull it back to season one it was on AMC's kind of uh, Paid for service where they just dropped the whole season day one, like a Netflix thing. It was then broadcast weekly on AMC. It then came to Shudder in the US only. And then obviously since now has a DVD and Blu ray, which is region one locked to Mm -hmm. US only. So, like, still at this point, there is no way I can actively give them any money for that season because I've been wanting to buy it on Blu ray for ages and I just Mm. can't. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, going into season two, like, like what you're saying, really, like, this is a massive point to be like, right, don't mess up again. Hopefully if you've got this uh, relationship, like I would love it if it was on BBC for a uh, BBC in any capacity. In well, Especially
1: because them. it's got the legs to get, to, you know, it's got to season two in the state, whack mm-hmm. out season one now yeah. and like roll it straight into season two, yeah. you know? And it's just kind of like, you know what? We're probably within 10 weeks, like, you know, whack it out weekly on BBC somewhere, get that hype and just be like, guess what? Season two straight after it. Or, or, Or even one of these rubbishy delays, like at least if we knew it was coming. Um, But yeah, it's just once again, like we just don't know whether we're ever going to get to properly be able to watch it.
0: Yeah, like even a no is great because you like you look online for Nosferatu UK and you it's it's a wasteland. There's no information. There's no like it will never come to other territories because we don't care. Like there's just nothing. Like you just can't find any information. Mm -hmm. It's it's like to them, it's US exists and no other part of the world does.
1: Does AMC do this with any other shows of note? Do do we know any other? I don't really know it. Um, I can't think of it, it anymore. Because obviously yeah.
0: Walking Dead is like the massive thing. Mm. And that's been like hugely popular in the UK for, for years yeah. at this point. Um, and as you've never had a problem watching that in this country. Unfortunately um, not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was just reading as well. Like AMC have broadcast like the BBC the 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 his, um like the nature stuff like Seven Worlds One Planet was like broadcast on AMC. Hey, you this...
1: can't you can't take our shit if you're not going to give us your shit
0: Exactly. Like this is what's so frustrating to me. Of like, clearly they have this relationship. We're going to keep the...
1: Attenborough if you don't let <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. us. <laughs> like it's the BBC for Christ's sake. Like is uh, they really can't just say like just fr- like I don't. Obviously, okay. it's not going to be a massive deal in this country. Just throw fr- an on player, like that's that's yeah. more than enough. Um. <laughs> But yeah, it's super frustrating on, on that aspect of distribution. The show itself—that's why I hate but like it so much. Because
1: this week on Iron Player,
0: <laughs> yeah, me like, too. It's, it's already on there. <laughs> um but like yeah like i hate that there's this shadow over this it reminds me of like the ash versus evil dead stuff where Mm. so much of season three the conversation was is it going to get cancelled is it going to get cancelled and no one just like was able to just enjoy that series that season for what it was which was amazing and similarly with this it's like i want to just enjoy the show and not have to worry about all of this complete nonsense um but it but it is there um and then finally the last news story speaking of which like we just said about how like we always talk these things out on the show just before they happen um <laughs> last week i was talking about some movies that we missed at the start of the year and yeah. most notably the one we talked about was gretel and hansel where i said that it got a very limited us only release and then after that the, i think it was like mid-jan when it came out and then three months later we hadn't heard a peep about this movie um literally again hours after recording the show they kind of announced Digital release dates, DVDs, Blu-rays, everything you could possibly want. <laughs> um, so yeah, the digital release is today as of recording. So you, this will already be out for people listening to this. Um, so that is out there right now that we can check out in the in the near future. Um, and then yeah, while we're here, just a couple of uh, other release dates. Kind of uh, this movie called We Summon the Darkness is out on April 10th which is mm. one of the first sort of major horror on-demand releases for a little while now. Um, and it's got a couple of notable names in it, kind of Alexandra Daddario is the lead, and it's got Johnny Knoxville in it, who uh, is always good to see popping up. <laughs> and um, yeah, like it's it's like the satanic type thing, looks in the vein of satanic panic, that kind of like comedy horror, um, a lot of like heavy metal stuff in there, yeah. like a Wars of chaos. I, um,
1: I thought I had it maybe on my list. Oh, okay, maybe. Um, yeah. But I don't remember. I, I didn't know Johnny Knoxville was on in it when I yeah. like. I, I definitely looked at this, um, but I don't remember. I think I put it on my list. Um, but yeah, one hundred percent, I didn't see that Johnny Knoxville was in it. But I, I was already <laughs> in before then, to be honest.
0: Yeah, like this looks great. This is probably going to be what we cover it's, next it's week. It's like, it looks like really a.
1: Cool. Um, yeah i think it's like a rock band that invites these girls back to like a house party afterwards and it all goes like they they turn on them and uh becomes like a bit of a ritual thing
0: yeah and it's um, like it's got like these like uh the preachers that kind of like trying to stop all the satanic stuff coming to their little town and all this stuff mm, like, it looks cool
1: sounds um, good yeah So yeah, I'm, that, that, I'm, I'm excited
0: it's cool that we've obviously got a couple of releases to talk about like that's the the big new one so that'll probably be what we do next week um but yeah following on from that we already discussed fantasy island um obviously had a limited theatrical release um, and is coming to digital April 14th. And then following on for that, another new movie, which we definitely discussed on the show. um, Why don't you just die? Mm. Um, This was at fright fest last year and i don't know if this is like an arrow one again um i think it is yeah it's like it's basically it's it going to be on digital soon and then it'll have like i think the dvd and blu-ray to follow at a later date um which is i we mean, like are doing just, a lot of films at the minute
1: i hope it's not on arrow one now because if they're putting this out on blu-ray and we still haven't got serial killers Guide to Life, <laughs> i feel like i'm just moaning this episode but there's just some <laughs> things that have just like really irked me and and that one really did
0: yeah, like I'm I'm kind of over it now, but it, it still annoys me for sure because the fact that yeah, you just can't it's narrow, <laughs> Yeah, of course it's an arrow Blu-ray. Yeah, of course. Um it went, do you know the release date on the Blu-ray?
1: Yeah, 20th of April.
0: Oh, okay, so it's the same day. Yeah, that's that's the yeah. day I had for the digital. Um so yeah, that's another new one and it was one that we had on our list from last year's fright fest. It's it's a Russian movie, I believe, and it's again looks like it's got some comedy stuff in there as well, but it was I can't remember exactly what the actual plot of this one was, but it sounded it,
1: really cool. It it was like a it was a comedy wasn't it um yeah like but i don't i don't really know what it was about either um yeah. i remember i remember it was kind of i remember when we looked into it it was one that seemed to get a little bit of buzz but it, it wasn't one that really um piqued no. my interest um if i'm right. being honest but yeah. um but but yeah you know i'm sure we'll add it to the docket
0: yeah, I was going to say, so at least that's that's four movies there, obviously two Ooh. that we already missed that were kind of like theatrical mini ones, and then two that are just like straight up new to on demand. Um, mm. So at least April is looking better than the last few weeks, because they are is actually picking up and there are a few more releases coming out. But um, but yeah, that's going to be like I I have my usual like docket of release dates and I've just had to start a new one at this point because <laughs> it's all nonsense. You know, it's like oh, we get to see Antlers and new mutants and Spyro and it's like no, no, no. It's all gone. It's all gone. Um so yeah, starting a new one basically just with digital releases only at this point. <laughs> um but yeah, we'll have some stuff to talk about in the coming weeks. Um but yeah, should we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about After Midnight. yeah obviously as we mentioned at the start of the show um brand new to on demand fairly recently i think um i mm. remember hearing about this a few weeks ago where kind of again the traditional <laughs> what you hear about a lot of these indie movies um a smaller release at a festival kind of a little bit of early buzz and then obviously gets picked up on demand uh, afterwards um but what was interesting about this one was that this is an arrow one as well isn't it um yeah so, but it's not, it's not out yet. So I think it's like, cause we, this is on YouTube to rent right now for like two ninety nine, which is pretty cheap, which was good. Yeah, it's
1: very <laughs> odd, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's why I wasn't sure whether it was a, um, but I thought it was a Arrow one, but normally they get like the streaming rights for small ones like this. And the fact yeah. that it's on YouTube means that I, it's probably not. I That's what's looking, weird, right? Yeah.
0: What you say is true. Uh, but normally with these movies, for, for, what was the, uh, the French yeah. guys one called um, that we really liked? I can't remember what it's called now. From Pascal Lager, his movie. I can't
1: remember what it is
0: sorry but, um, i was looking that up i can't remember um yeah, the, yeah you, it was the one you, you really liked it you bought it on blu-ray look at, your, ghost. Look at yourself uh oh yeah incident in a ghost land, incident in a ghost land. Um, yeah. yeah like that one where it was one that arrow picked up and it was like hmm. already available on some streaming services but in other yeah,
1: territories seemed, yeah this one seemed odd
0: yeah because this one's just on youtube like you can buy it in this country and it's hmm. very cheap as well um which is good um, yeah
1: Especially because the Arrow is like a... That, that's why I was getting confused looking at the, looking at um, Amazon. Because the Arrow Blu-ray is like a proper mm. um, big edition. It's got like an art book. It's two discs. It's got the poster. So it's huh. more like the Candyman, Hills of Eyes, those type oh, of editions. Oh, really? Okay. Then like it the is limited a limited edition, limited edition yeah. Huh. So that's really odd as well that a movie like this gets that level of special treatment. And yeah. they didn't get the um, streaming rights. I was like going to say, it I, don't feels know if can, very
0: odd. I don't know if you can easily look it up while we're discussing the intro, but like, cause you know, Arrow Video have their stream and stuff on Amazon. Mm. Um, I don't know if it's, if you can see if it's under that umbrella as well. Um, I mean, like it I wasn't say,
1: when I was just on Amazon. Right. Yeah, I just, to stream, we just watched it on pre-order. YouTube, which was like mm. the easiest
0: way ever. Um, right, cause it's but, cheap, man. Yeah, exactly. Like we talked a lot about these premium subscription movies lately, and this was great to see of like, oh, it's a new movie and it's. You know, under a tenner is, is kind of what I look at for like these new releases nowadays, mm. and this was way under that. Um, but uh, oh no, it is on there. Oh, okay, so if you have the, the arrow like stream, yeah, the
1: arrow the arrow video is on there. Very wow, odd. Okay, yeah, it yeah. And you only can rent it from Am- uh, for, uh, through Amazon for three pound as well.
0: Okay, so it's the same pretty much. So it's a very <laughs> yeah, low low price. Yeah, yeah, and then have
1: such a high um, price point for the for the Blu-ray
0: yeah because like it's like i say because it's a new film other than like obviously the commentaries and the traditional stuff there's not too much that they can put on there really to, no. to warrant this big release but um either way that's the early that's the kind of <laughs> <laughs> the minutia that surrounds it what's this movie actually about
1: i i want to just keep talking about this man <laughs> the the blu-ray is limited to two and a half thousand units
0: oh weird huh mm, yeah that's very so there weird. You
1: go. uh and
0: uh are you gonna get your copies? Stay tuned
1: no <laughs> <laughs> don't stay tuned he's
0: just giving you the answer right
1: this <laughs> to the battery which i think is um i think it's jeremy gardner's other movie that he's written
0: oh right so they put another film on the yeah set. So right, the, okay
1: so that's why it's two disc uh okay. writer yeah the battery he wrote in 2012 it's doesn't sound oh in, yeah okay it's got zombies apparently anyway <laughs> yeah so after midnight gonna have to talk about this movie eventually yeah um as i said written by jeremy gardner and starring jeremy gardner um an actor that we are getting familiar with on the show this is his mm. third movie that we have now watched of him really? acting in. um i believe so do you tell what the other ones are <laughs> damn why <laughs> <laughs> have we have we you only clearly got, did the uh, research that i didn't <laughs> yeah well we did we saw bliss and sadistic intentions and now now after midnight
0: oh you are missing! i've just looked at his uh, filmography and you're actually missing a film it's oh my four. god
1: yeah he did he was in psychopaths i just yes i was just bringing that up to make sure he was in two wait yeah.
0: no am i uh, wrong we honest. didn't we didn't we didn't talk about psychopaths
1: uh, well we did in our fright Fest, did didn't we
0: no, we saw it at Fry Fest, but we didn't necessarily do an episode on it. Uh, yeah, I don't we think. didn't
1: because that was when we only yeah, we only did it on the main two, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Weird so one. he was in yeah. So technically <laughs> But we have um, seen that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I guess I'm gonna have to talk about this movie. Yeah. So um yeah, it stars um, Jeremy Gardner as our lead called Hank. And basically, um we we join Hank when his long term girlfriend kind of leaves him after leaving a cryptic note, um, just saying that she's going and she needs some time to think. And um, we then kind of through a series of flashbacks gets get kind of a lot of snippets of their relationship and kind of learn about them as a, as characters as kind of we see Jeremy kind of coping with um, her not mm. being around. And at the same time that she leaves, he starts to get plagued at night by this creature. Um, that seems to be like some sort of big cat or bear or something that's like scratching at his door, trying to get in. And so every night he's tormented by it and kind of during the day, all of his friends and kind of, um, you know, the locals don't believe him and he's starting to become like a bit of a crazy guy. Um Apparently he owns the bar <laughs> that he goes to drink in. Um, All right. Well, I think he does because, like, at one point <laughs> he just walks up at this bar, and and then later on, um, they talk about he talks about selling the bar. So right. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess I guess you own the bar then, bro. Go go, you got a lot of real estate. Yeah, go, hang. Got a big old house. It's impressive. Got a bar may may or may not have a bar. Um, <laughs> may or may not and, have a pet monster. Yeah, exactly. Who knows may or may not have a cat, <laughs> don't know. Um, yeah. So yeah, and I think, I mean, I guess that's kind of the synopsis of the movie. Um, mm. Before before I kind of lay into it too much, it, it, it was one of them where like, when this movie first started, I wasn't bored and I wasn't pissed off or angry, which is always good places to be at the start. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, it kind of started and i knew i knew nothing about this movie i yeah. didn't know the premise I, I literally knew nothing so when it started i had that level of intrigue that, mm. that you now listening to this won't have because i've synopsized it and yeah like synops- you had a one-up because you literally yeah. knew
0: nothing other than yeah. like we were gonna and watch I, it for and the i kind
1: of just i had that little bit of an excitement buzz where mm. i was like oh, okay i have no idea what this movie's about oh They have a cool relationship. She's gone. What? There's this monster. What? And, like, for, like, a good, I don't know, 10 minutes. Like, (laughs) 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 no, for a little while, I was giving it passes where it wasn't doing a lot, but it wasn't offending me. And I was still interested. And I was still thinking, like, I wonder where this movie's going to go. And this movie then just keeps at that point where it just Mm -hmm. doesn't really do anything. Where, I guess I kind of get into my thoughts on it, where, like, Hank just... Moses around doesn't doesn't really do anything to try to you know he's trying to prove that this monster exists he gets this shitty digital camera and this hokey looking bear trap and that's the <laughs> only thing he ever does to try and catch this monster mm. you know i wouldn't i wouldn't do him some sort of home alone shit do you know what i mean to try and well, he's catch clearly got a lot of
0: money with all this real estate like just get exactly everywhere
1: yeah like. yeah yeah like step one like we're not, like invisible like, man this is this is modern day right like, I think so but who knows who knows but yeah like I mean I mean he had a digital camera you could mm. buy sec- security for your house video security if you, if you could buy a little digital camera mm. um so just buy a bloody camera um and yet yeah, he really does nothing to capture this beast kind of as soon as he starts talking to his friends and stuff you can tell that it I think it's kind of I think sometimes um people criticize kind of Rob zombie by for him writing characters that he likes kind of you know that they're kind of like in his world and kind of like you know the sort of conversations he likes to have and kind of i feel like you know this is exactly what jeremy gardner did in this movie where he was having a blast writing all these Mm. characters that he would think are absolute fucking legends and me watching it i just didn't care about any of them (laughs) where they they were all just really annoying you know there was this whole bar scene where one of them drinks out of a beer mat and it was gross and and I was like, what, what are we even watching at this point? Like, am I watching a horror movie? Is it, am I going to get like a, you know, some sort of payoff? Um, and the movie goes on and on and on to the point where I'm like, just, just mind-numbingly bored. Mm. And we then get this little three-minute bit at the end where it tries to do something that sucks worse than the rest of the movie. Um, and then just left me in a real frustrated place. Yeah. So, so yeah, for me, this one, this one was a massive L like it really, it really, um, just did not interest me at all.
0: Yeah. Um sadly I agree. Um I'll keep this quick cuz I just didn't enjoy this movie at all. Um pretty much echo what you said about this movie. Um it's it, I don't want to get into the whole genre conversation cuz it's complete nonsense, but like this movie is not a horror movie. Um it's just a straight up indie drama, like if you've seen any of these types of ones where it's like has watched this guy go through this breakup and that is mm. what the main crux of the movie is and then through like like just to give a, a brief bit of context, m- more than just the synopsis for people who haven't seen it. It is literally we're introduced to this very happy relationship. Within a few minutes, it's taken away from us, and we don't know why. And then the rest of the movie is is a collection of uh, flashbacks showing mm-hmm. us pretty much the happiest parts of the relationship. It's all this these lovey dovey moments with these two characters, kind of like yeah, and, and, and showing
1: like a little bit of turmoil, like yeah. when they you know the um, his girlfriend clearly wants to have kids and he doesn't and stuff. So you start to get like a bit of an idea of a rift
0: yeah, so but it's mainly focused on that. It's the relationship showing most of its good parts and then these few other parts. Mm. And then yeah, then it's the cutaways to now post the breakup, and he's he may or may not be kind of attacked by this monster, which we obviously early on they're not showing, and you're immediately thinking as a viewer, like, okay, is he just gone crazy? Like, has he <laughs> accidentally attacked or killed his girlfriend? And now he's like made up this monster to kind of, you know, make up for mm. his own miscommings, or all of this stuff that you've seen in a hundred movies at this point. Yeah. Um but kind of that would be the more horror aspect of it but it just it really shies away from that and it does just feel like i was watching any indie romantic drama where that is what this movie was it was like hey do you just want to see these two characters are in love and then maybe see like the crushing reality of a lot of relationships that's what this movie's about Mm. and so i think that um people could get some good stuff from this movie i think because i think it's well portrayed um i think that the only my only sort of positive takeaway is i do like jeremy as an actor um
1: yeah i i find him odd as an actor because i like him but i don't like love his performances do you know what i mean and i feel like i just don't like the
0: characters he plays
1: no exactly i kind of want him to get his teeth into something that i can get behind because all of the characters that he's played have kind of been meh but i kind of like him on screen like he plays he plays that type of character well he just needs to be in better stuff
0: yeah, like so a movie that is very similar to this that we covered was sadistic intentions, mm. um which we obviously we yeah. saw at fright fest and um we weren't too hot on it. I think the movie's like okay at best. I don't again. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's terrible, but it was not what I wanted to see at Fright Fest. Um, but that movie had way more horror than this movie, first and foremost. So if you're here for the actual horror aspect of it, I would I would recommend that movie a million times yeah. over.
1: And still um, more of a drama than a horror movie.
0: Yeah, exactly. But at least that did have gore and some funny yeah. moments, whereas this was very much like it is just focused on that relationship. And mm. um, with with sadistic, you got to see like these two characters and then them kind of like fall for each other and the actual yeah, relationship Yeah, you get to see this
1: relationship built. Yeah.
0: Whereas with this, w- you start at the peak of it. Like they're in love there. Here's the dream house and all of this stuff. So you are immediately thrown in and you just have to believe it for what it is. And I thought it was somewhat believable. Like I didn't a hundred percent believe it, but it was like, it didn't feel f- like massively forced in any way, but it was weird as a viewer to just be like, mm. oh, okay, this is the point you're starting at. But And then for, to immediately take that away and then spend the rest of the movie... Like, your main question as a viewer is the two things that we've said of, like, what's going on with the hell with this monster? And then why did she leave him? And I don't think the movie effectively answered either of those questions. No. Um, I was with you where i was so bored during this movie like once we got to the point of um the characters uh you know have set up everything that's going on um the, you know the monsters at the door she's broke up from him it very much hit that thing i hate in movies which is the routine of yeah. every other scene we know what's going to happen here's oh, the flashback the, scene. Yeah. here's the monster
1: scene the day night cycle in this movie was uh, egregious. Like we talk about that a lot when you
0: feel like, you know, exactly what's going to be the next part. That's the worst part about these movies. And so from early on, I was like, Oh God, it really is just going to be like, they're going to leave it really open-ended about whether or not he's actually going insane. And then we're just going to keep seeing these clips of him and his relationship. And, I was so bored. And I think around about the 20 minute mark, I was pretty much done with this movie. And, um, it's only, eight yeah, well, I, think it's that's when it,
1: I was going to say this movie is forgiven. Like it is mm. real short. Yeah. And like I say, did you know the premise going into this movie?
0: Yeah. Like I knew that it was about a guy who went for a breakup and then there was a mm. monster basically. And I was like, because I, know, I... good things about that.
1: I'd I'd completely I, I, as soon as as soon as it got going I remembered but going into it I was like I have no idea what this movie's about mm-hmm. so I, like I say it was the first 20 minutes where I had that intrigue where you know none of it was done bad um I think the way you know the way it was shot was pretty pretty good and like it, it looked good for what it wanted to be like throughout the movie you know the flashback scenes and everything like none of it None of it was bad. It was just like what they were giving me. What was actually what I was actually looking at was just dull. Mm. But it but it looked nice. Yeah, like um, it's a well made movie. That, that yeah, about a bunch like it's well made really and well stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um, so yeah, I think um, I'm going to go back to one of my favorite things, um, and that's uh, the IMDb. Um, <laughs> subtitle reviews uh, right. the, the little the little kind of bit at the start so the, the first two that i saw I absolutely love the bangers um the first one is 90% boring 10% meh <laughs> uh i think that that pretty much sums it up and then the other one was dreadfully boring i guess the other reviews are from the crew <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so yeah
0: yeah like it's it's a sad one because we talk about it a lot where these are like the worst shows to do where it's when you talk about these yeah. indie movies that you know plenty of people pour their heart and soul into and it's a very thankless uh, business of course that making these independent mm. movies to get made and then yeah when you see that this is what it is that it is just something that i first and foremost didn't enjoy and then second of all i can't possibly recommend to anyone it just sucks because it's kind of like a waste of my time i feel it's, bad for them like it just
1: yeah just disappointing it's one of those that's interesting because obviously jeremy gardner writes Directs and stars in it, lead, yeah. and this to be like um something that you can put forward. I think it's pretty well directed, and you know, in terms of like I say, the way it looks and everything else, like it's 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 nothing's bad about it in that sense. And he acts very well in it. Like I, I'd question the writing because it is dull, mm. but like, do you know what I mean? Like for him to put this together and be like, okay, can, you know, get. You know, get some work elsewhere. I could see it happening. Yeah, um, it's just that I don't need to see it.
0: Yeah, the the one thing that is my takeaway from this is the whole again not to get like modelled in the whole genre stuff, but like he's clearly a guy who's worked in horror a lot, and so I think that's where mm. it gets the tag of horror. And I think ultimately, when I think about these sort of things, where if you're trying to make a movie nowadays, we know that there's. Certain caliber of movies, where take something like it for example, or like Get Out, where they're they're so big that they don't want to be deemed a quote unquote just a horror movie, um, yeah. because they feel like they're above that, and they want to get to that upper echelon of moviegoer, which who a lot of people who think they don't like horror. um So there's those movies. Then there's the movies that are more than happy to buy into a very rampant and very um massive audience of horror fans that are willing to give up their money to watch these new movies, and I think that this is one of those movies that very clearly and cleverly mm. uh, cleverly identifies that because i think mm. if you if you say i made this independent romantic drama i don't know if there's like dedicated podcasts that are yeah, watching there's romantic not dramas. audience <laughs> for it no. as much
1: like you say that indie scene um really you know indie horror really is kind of um so many of those burst into the big scene as well mm. you know if this movie had been a banger would would Blumhouse have picked it up and then put it out there? Like yeah. you know, who knows? Or at least their their kind of um, what's their what's their other one called? Their their other production thing.
0: What Blumhouse?
1: Yeah, Blumhouse. They have they have their other one, don't they? Oh, do they? It's like for the indies, yeah. It's like Bloomhouse, something else.
0: Oh, okay, I can't remember
1: slideshow or something. Yeah,
0: but there's like A24, um, and there's a bunch of these people that pick yeah. up
1: these types of movies. And you know, you, you know that that could easily happen for something like this. Um, we'll talk about but, the Arrow
0: stuff real quick as well. Like yeah. that is the avenue to a lot of these. Take Lords of Chaos. It's like it was really good. It had like it was at Fright Fest because it's a horror movie, and then it gets a limited theatrical release with Arrow, and then it gets a nice Blu-ray set. And I think that that's the avenue that a lot of indie horrors aspire to be to be profitable whereas i don't know if that avenue necessarily exists for an indie romantic drama that happens yeah, to have an yeah, like element this movie of horror has in it.
1: got on demand and it's getting a nice blu ray yeah you
0: know so that's that's the only aspect of the of the genre stuff that i find interesting and again this has got like a really cool poster as well like a very cool horror looking poster that i yeah, don't think very. represents the movie in the slightest um and so yeah like i it's one of those ones really where i feel like um I never want to sit here and say, "Oh my god," because it didn't have blood and guts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we talk about that a lot. And and also, another aside, because we I mentioned a lot how I I view this as a romantic drama. I've seen on the show time and time again. I think there is a massive. Area of horror which you should utilize romance and, and romantic films that is being un- overlooked, and um, stuff like Life Changer that we've talked about before, where like the reason why I love that was that it, it is a love story that's also a horror film, and I think that that space can exist. So it's not that I'm coming at this as just a hardcore horror fan who doesn't want to see any romance in his horror film. It more actually to the common to the contrary, like I would love to see those two genres mash together more. It's just this is not it, mm. like this has one element of horror horror and that's it and it's not done well uh, i should say as well like i don't actually like the horror in this and no the, stuff, that's the problem. The stuff we see at the end is actually laughably bad like i don't want to get into the ending but like oh it sucks like it wasn't worth me sticking around to see um so yeah like i was really like with you really super disappointed with this one um yeah me too man. I, w- I wouldn't recommend it even at the low low rental price point that they put on it um no
1: i would not pay for this in any way unfortunately and to be honest with you um there are way better movies you know this this goes right down to the bottom of the pile for me mm-hmm. of, of stuff that we see unfortunately um because it's just not interesting there are things yeah. that make me way angrier than this movie you know even oh, yeah. by the end of this movie this movie did not anger me it just was boring yeah. um you know and and yeah there, there are so many movies that we talk about where we're like well oh, it's, it's all right and stuff but like my god i'd be recommending them like tons and tons over this you know yeah um you think about, like, recent Arrow releases, like Harpoon and stuff, mm. but, like, that movie was so much better.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, there's a whole host of indie movies. Even just looking at that, like, the indie stuff, even if you want to just say indie stuff that only gets streamed on demand, like,
1: yeah,
0: we have covered a whole host of stuff better than this, you know? Yes. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's disappointing, but it is what it mm-hmm. is. Oh, well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that was our discussion of After Midnight. We will take a short break and we will be right back. So yeah, rounding us off this week, we have to talk about something very important and close to our, both of our hearts. Um, oh,
1: I didn't get round to watching Basket Case 3.
0: <laughs> well, fair enough. Um, we'll save that for another week. I'll, I'll give you that one, fair play.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, Resident lo- <laughs> Evil 3. <come> <laughs> I love just throwing you. Resident yeah. Evil 3 is finally it's here, man. It's
0: here. Mm-hmm. How, oh, many, man. How, many, how many times have you beat it now?
1: I haven't beat it yet because I'm not a psychopath.
0: Not? <laughs> You you've not beat it once? No. Oh, we're gonna have to like we're gonna have to talk spoilers in the future then.
1: Yeah, we're gonna have to talk spoilers <laughs> in the future, definitely. I've I'm just I'm just playing through like I've I've only I've only played like two sessions of it. So I'm I've played about three and a half hours. Oh, okay. Um right.
0: Well, you're uh, going really slow.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going slow with it, man. Like I had a lot on this weekend and yeah. we're in isolation and this is the only video game that's coming out anytime soon. So um whereas I know you went balls deep. <laughs>
0: yeah I beat it five times in three
1: days. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like one of us one of us has to look after a small child and one of us doesn't. <laughs>
0: And I feel like, as well, maybe a happy medium between the two of us would have been the best thing because i, I I've so. definitely played it too much, and I don't three and a half hours, and it came out yeah, what, it's not, four days ago, yeah, that's a bit slow, but I think maybe <laughs> someone who's just beat the game once at this point would be normal. Yeah.
1: I plan to beat it once, but then also WrestleMania happens, and so yeah things things happen. I realize this now, but, you know. <laughs> um but yeah, the I think like from what I've played so far like the when the game starts i was completely kind of enamored with kind of how different it was and how like nemesis just i loved how you just got this phone call and uh brad is just like warning you and nemesis just rocks up straight away Mm. and the movie that the movie the game kind of really does go with a bang um because obviously like in, cause obviously, this is straight off the hills of RE2 where we had the T90 kind of epic kind of, you know, he, he was such an awesome AI to come up against. Mm. Um, and they had to try to up it in some way. So kind of just giving you that face punch from the start. Um, and the rest of the game really does just feel like uh, a long, a short game, but a very long boss battle. Mm. Uh, because because it is effectively just you going from trying to get from point A to B, but Nemesis gets in the way, so you have to go to various points along the way because he's in your way. Yeah, and um, I, I'd be interested to see what you think of this because like I really I've I've really enjoyed it, but to me this feels like a sequel to the resident evil 2 that came out as opposed to a remake of resident evil 3 it, do, you get, do you get what i mean
0: it 100 percent is that is yeah. exactly what they made <laughs> yeah. they made a sequel to two it's it's kind of a remake of three. i don't think it is personally i consider it more like a reimagining of three, almost a cliff notes version um yeah because even like you haven't beat the game yet so i'm not going to say too much but like there is a lot of the game that is not in there, um, that just straight up just isn't in the game.
1: Um, yeah, and I can already see that. And yeah. I, I enjoy that, like, in this game, you do you, you get to see more of Raccoon City. Like, um, obviously, you, you, there's some rooftop stuff where you can really see the city, mm. but you do kind of go around the city a little bit more um, because, obviously, the, the game can give you that kind of depth. Um, but I really missed the... Um, you know, so far for me, pretty much everything is, uh, new. There isn't anything that feels familiar to me other than Mm. the police station. Um, which obviously, you know, was clearly going to be there, but there, there isn't anything from three that I overly remember. Um, I've just got to the bit, well, that's a lie. Actually the clock tower, I've just got to that bit where you cross the bridge where there's a clock tower. And like that bit's familiar, but it's still completely different. And, Mm. um, I think, like, I think that's probably why I've not played it so much because it hasn't. Because I really wanted a remake of three. Yeah. And I think this game, I'm still going to really enjoy, like I am enjoying, because it's something completely new and it's fun. And like, and so I don't really know whether to criticise it or not because mm. I'm like, do I want the old thing that I've had before, or they've given me something new that's quite fun? Like, and I'm really torn between, like, what I want, like, which one do I actually want the most. Um, yeah. And I think, like, ultimately, like, 3, the original 3, is one of my favorite kind of games from that genre, and it's still stuck in that genre. Like, I can play remake of 1 and remake of 2. Remake of 2 varied a little bit, but pretty much not really. Mm. Whereas this this is not that. Like, if I want to play Resident Evil 3, I have to play Resident Evil 3, the original yeah um so i think that's probably where i sit that i'm I'm still i'm a tad disappointed in that respect
0: yeah i'm i'm there with you really like i love this game it's super fun um it looks amazing and again plays incredible like carlos's hair (laughs) i love it um (laughs) but but you know much like two really like best looking resident evil best playing resident evil hands down Mm. like that is the positives like it's so much fun to play um very actiony at times for sure and very linear as well like once you get on that path that the game wants you to get on there's hardly any backtracking there's there's very little puzzles it's a lot of just linear boss battles which is fun it's very fun to play Mm. um but it's not it isn't like resident evil 3 really and um talking about the intro real quick the intro is amazing yeah. i think it's i think it's the best part of the game by an absolute mile because it's what i wanted from this which is you take the groundworks of free and the parts of free which are very small and limited you extrapolate upon them and make them even better and you take the intro of resident evil free which is basically just a screenshot of Jill in her apartment with the voiceover saying like you know it's all gone to shit and then she's just she's boom she's on the streets and that's how resident evil well, free she, she kind
1: of bursts out of the building and so like yeah. in my- mind I was like oh this is this is why she burst out of that building yeah like, like it's, it's, it's so, so awesome like, like i it's, loved it yeah
0: yeah like it's brilliant setting up the character of jill it's amazing that they start first person and then go into mm. third person yeah that's an awesome. amazing awesome like we saw that in the trailer and i remember saying like i wonder if there is parts of this game that you play in first person and there is and i love that i think going forward that's what i want resident Evil to be is these you really don't know you don't know if you're playing a first person game or a third person game because they're both equally enjoyable um but yeah like the intro of the game is incredible and what they did with nemesis like early on when he's coming after you and he's kind of got the full like bag over him. And then as he comes out of the flames and it burns off and you see him, like all of that stuff is just incredible. Um,
1: The fire in this game, Best, best fire in a game I've ever seen. Just, I mean, I
0: think everything about this game, yeah in terms of visuals is like 10 out of 10 like the yeah. zombies have never looked better like all of that stuff like the enemy design seeing like liquors and all that stuff again is just mm. so so good um but yeah i agree with you that like t- is this isn't my perfect remake of free and that was disappointing like when mm. i rolled credits the first time i was kind of like man like i can't believe that's it like it's not it's not the my dream version of free because there's multiple parts of the game that are missing yeah um yeah. and i think that's a shame and i think stuff like the fact that there's just no mercenaries at all which is a huge part of why i love resident evil 3 um it's the best single player um non-story content resident Evil has ever produced and i think that obviously they Police added all over
1: the... uh, tofu man
0: yeah well that, that's what's interesting is that with our re2 remake we got all those tofu modes mm. which was awesome then we got the ghost survivor stuff which was cool as well Again, all single player content it was
1: like- already for me like playing this it was clear to me that um they were making project resistance and they didn't know what to do with it because they've already yeah. done like operation raccoon city and a few of these other spin-offs that haven't done well So this game was clearly not going to sell on its own. They put it out to open beta when it was just Project Resistance, and it got jack shit in the way of, like, traction. Mm. And so they suddenly were like, oh, we've got this game that's, like, pretty much finished, and we think it's good, but we can't sell it on its own. And then, then the team were like, well, we've kind of been, you know, like, the RE engine is the best engine in video games, and we've just kind of made Nemesis, and he's kind of awesome. We've already got the police station. Like, you know, we, we could probably cobble together something and it really did, you know, it feels like that and, and I don't want to, like, be negative on it because even if that's what's happened, they've made a banger. Like, yeah. I can only imagine what they'd do if they had more time because I feel like this game is a victim of the timescale and mm. um, and I think that's why I probably haven't just been, in, like, enamored with it because I do feel like it's not been given the love that 2 had you know, there are so many things in 2 that were like... The, it felt like a remake of 2, but they built upon everything. Pretty much all of the negatives from 2 disappeared and mm. in, in the remake, and it's just the perfect remake. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, like I say, if I want to play Resident Evil 3, I still have to play the original. If I want to play this really cool boss battle, Nemesis kind of four- or five-hour game, not even that long, I guess, once you kind of skip through it, Um, you know it's this this is a really good game like it's really fun but yeah it's just is it is a weird one really um and i think kind of if they hadn't put the two together neither of them on their own are worth a full price yeah like i don't know whether i'll be jumping into project resistance um so like
0: are we talking about free and resistance yeah yeah
1: yeah like neither of them are a finished, a full a fully french you know um full price game
0: yeah and we so like what I was saying before with the mercenary stuff and the single player mm. content like I'm I play Resident Evil for single player like 99% of people that play Resident yeah, yeah. Evil I don't give a shit about that mode in the slightest I'll try it begrudgingly because they give it to me for free mm. but the fact that it is there to make the pro- the the kind of the package seem more desirable like obviously I was going to buy it because I yeah. love RE3 and I really did enjoy it but £50 for something well, that on my casual playthrough took me 5 hours and to do everything in the game took me about 16 hours
1: i was gonna say you're done man yeah i'm done done with the game like Like,
0: other than to play obviously for fun which i would like to do but like i've literally done every single thing there is to do in the game in about 16 hours which is way shorter than re2 like re2 took me closer to like 50 to do absolutely everything Mm. um so yeah like that aspect of it is um disappointing yeah you talk about it being fleshed out because like we knew that two and three were being remade at the same time and obviously they kind of like spinned it off and yeah it it did feel like to me where when i talk about this being the cliff notes version of three, like there is parts of this game that feels so fully fleshed and mapped out like the intro but then like when you just suddenly see carlos very early on in the game i was like well that's a bit jarring like we felt like we missed out some stuff there and then like the bit in the police station is really short and then like i won't get into the later game stuff you haven't already played but like there's so many parts game that is just glossed over so quickly where i was like man you guys really didn't put much time and effort into the police this aspect station of the,
1: game. the police station was odd wasn't it that it was yeah. it was very short and they um, have that
0: whole in the original game it's short but but i want um, it to be extrapolated upon
1: yeah exactly and like they did some cool stuff with it because obviously you see brad there in a different yeah, format cool. and kind of you know, um, oh, I forgot the police officer's name now, the, the one who's in two. Obviously, you get oh, to Marvin. see that. Marvin, that was yeah. it. I was going to say, Mar- like, Marvin Nash popped into my head. And I was like, well, <laughs> Marvin, it's clearly not that. Branna, Branagh. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, like, you get to see that, which was cool. And they did an awesome kind of troll with, the, like, we got the liquor scene that we didn't get yeah. into. And that was fantastic. And, you know, there, there, were, there were a few things like that. Was that you expecting really Mr. X
0: to pop up? Because um, I was.
1: I kind of hoped. Mm. um but it it was odd because um obviously i can't I, I don't know whether we'll play as carlos again but like that was weird playing with him and getting like the options to upgrade stuff and pick up weapons and mm. then he was gone so quick and like um i find it odd in resident evil when you do switch characters for any length of time in the same kind
0: campaign of, yeah yeah you lose because, all your shit
1: don't you yeah you lose all your shit and you start to gather shit and like with with um with jill i'm like right i know what i've got in my chest i know what i've got elsewhere and like you know what i'm like with this thing like i am sitting on so much ammo right now so much gunpowder man <laughs> like honestly I, I could make i could just rinse nemesis for days yeah um because i've already like there are multiple times where i've restarted it where i'm like i'm not quite happy there <laughs> i feel like i i feel like i could have saved four more handgun bullets and I got that point.
0: And I like, didn't even use the Magnum, and I was like, "Well, shit! I should have probably used it." <laughs> yeah,
1: I just can't help myself. That's how I play these games, and yeah. I love it. You know, and I don't want to change the way I play it. But, but yeah, like it's um, yeah, it is. It is a really interesting one where, when I'm playing it, I'm really enjoying it. But when I'm not playing it, I'm not hankering to go get to it. Hence why yeah. I've not been playing it crazy.
0: Yeah, well, we'll obviously, we'll talk about it in the coming weeks when you've finished it and then we'll go into like spoilers on it and what, kind of what mm. they did and the differences. Cause I do think it's an interesting conversation, but yeah, like overall, I really enjoy the game a lot, obviously like I played it so much. Um, it's not like, again, to specify, it's not my dream remake of free. Like there is a lot of stuff missing, a lot of segments. Um, Nemesis overall, I think is really great, but he is just boss battles throughout the game. There's only one part of the game really where he is this kind of like pursuing character that's always after you. And so I feel like they really missed the boat there where like Mr. X in the police station too, the fact mm. that you could like hear him opening doors when he's not even on the same area as you is incredible. And he felt like okay. this actual entity that was in the world at all times. Well the thing and he is, is N- well, Nemesis, Nemesis isn't that.
1: Nemesis was an evolution of Mr. X yeah. from two to three originally. Where yeah. Nemesis acted more like Mr. X does in the remake. Yeah. Where he would chase you through doors and you know you, the 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 classic thing with all Resident Evil games. You know how many times in Resident Evil Three already? If you trapped a zombie behind a door to like chip away at it, yeah, there's like, like a bit in, with do doors like you just keep yeah, opening doors, do door like, yeah. I was doing that with the liquor in the police station, yeah. And like, um, I got it, so I had to t- the door pinned open, but the liquor couldn't come through it, but I could <laughs> still shoot it. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know you can't do that stuff with Mister X, and you couldn't with Nemesis in the original, mm. and so. It would have just been a reskinned Mister X, and I kind of feel like I wish they'd have gone a bit closer to that because even when Nemesis stalks you, he's just like it's it's interesting because it's a different type of fear, and it really like the first time that you are, Nemesis pops up after the intro and he chases you like he wrecked me a couple of times, and I yeah, it's got cool that you have Robert to fight things.
0: him. You can't just run away um, like Mister X; he's too quick.
1: Well, yeah, you've either got to like fight him or just run like crazy like mm. it's n- it's not even like run and get through a door and breathe it's like no you've just got to keep running for for a long long time and i think that's um you know pr- pretty well done but it qu- it quickly moves away from that um and he he kind of becomes weaker the more they become like a trad- traditional boss bat- battle because then he kind of has patterns and you know mm. he has weak spots you know most notably when he has kind of like the fire um Uh, tank on his back the gas tank on his back back and stuff and it was like that was very easy to kind of take him down and like him going from something that was wrecking me to now me wrecking him already and i was just doing it with a handgun um Mm. felt a little bit odd um but yeah overall like i don't want to be too harsh on this game but i think like you know that uh, the original resident evil trilogy is like probably my all-time favorite video game trilogy and they remade one and two better. So I now mm. have better versions of my favourite video game trilogy and I don't have that for three. And that's probably yeah. you know, that's that's probably where I'm gonna sit on it ultimately, which is a shame, but um still good times, man.
0: Yeah, like I'm still super happy they made this game, and it's incredibly yeah. fun. And I hope that I'll have more reason to play it in the future. But yeah, like it already seems like I'm already like kind of want to play the original again. Like, and I only played it a few months ago, um, because it really does have that allure and that special. I,
1: I already feel that way, man. Like I'm looking yeah. at GameCube, and I'm like, I might just I might just GameCube it up
0: because that game is still so unique. Like, there's still so many things that that game does that just no other Resident Evil game does. But um, mm. it, yeah, it's interesting. Like this was a this is an interesting period for Resident Evil coming off of 7 that was a reinvention and and in my opinion, one of the best I've ever done like a 10 out of 10 game to then do these two remakes, which I think is fascinating. Now it's kind of like, right, what is next? Because there's, there's rumors of a 4 remake, which I don't want to see in a million years. Um, 4 is perfect in every single way and still is. So they don't need to touch that. Um, But then have you seen kind of, we won't get massively into it, but there's been a lot, a lot of rumors with Resident Evil 8 in the past few days. Right. Um, like massively like it's called resident evil village it's it's like ethan's returning with chris as the two protagonists like it's first person it's coming out next year in 2021 like it was going to be shown at e3 but obviously that's been cancelled like all of this stuff has come out in the last week
1: yeah Um, i I, and i believe all of that
0: (laughs) yeah i do i do as well because like resident evil leaks all the time (laughs) like it's Um, not um you know it's not very secretive so um
1: yeah it's difficult really because i think with the the, the remake side of things, I would love a remake of Veronica. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I'm a lot more on my own there than the other games. Um, hmm.
0: that'd be the only one I'd want them to remake now.
1: I think, yeah, I think kind of zero is in a weird place because it's already kind of, it's already on PS five hmm. in the origins collection. Um, yeah. and, and obviously on the store, um, it, it looks okay. And, and, and that's the same with the resident evil one remake, like is, that game is fine. It's just that now with the RE engine, it could be better. Yeah. Like, if they were to go back to it, it would be amazing. And would I buy it again 100% if it was made in that engine and got rid of some of that glitchiness? Mm. Um, but they clearly just can't do that. They can't get away with that. And so, four is the logical one. And I just don't think, you know, it's so difficult to do four. I'd be interested to see it. I'm, I'm not going to lie because I think, um, you know, it's you know it is in that same place as the Resident Evil One remake where it looks it looks real nice but it could look way better in the RE engine. Um, it just depends what else they try to do and how they try to change it up because mm. um, you know Wesker's going to rock up in it. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, I'd um, I think I think they I think they'll probably you know they're going to go eight with it um it does make I'm sense. i'm super
0: happy like that's what i won i i liked this period um um Ready to move on. I want that excitement mm. because for as much as I've loved two and now three, they don't remotely compare to the excitement that I first had playing a new Resident Evil game, which was incredible, which was the first one since four. Yeah. I so think... I want I want that feeling again. I want a new Resident Evil where I don't know what the hell is gonna happen and I cannot wait. Yeah. Like that's really what I and want. I like what they're saying probably... about this one, it sounds like a way new direction. Like yeah. this hallucination stuff, there's like witches and all this stuff. Like it sounds mental and bonkers and I think hardcore RE fans are going to be pissed off by it, but like I love that Resident Evil has never been afraid to reinvent itself in any different way, shape, mm. or form. So I'm in the middle there, like,
1: yeah, I think I'll, I'll see what we get given. You know, yeah. If you'd have told me that Resident Evil was going to be first person like RE Seven was, um, yeah. I wouldn't have been down for that, and it was fantastic. Yeah, um, for sure. so As long as you stay true to the core of Resident Evil, but mm. um, and I think I think what you touched upon there that I am feeling a little bit of fatigue with the remakes you know we we came through two and three being so soon i kind of feel like if eight had have come out like towards the end of this year or whatever like ignoring what's going on right now but if that was more um a little bit sooner or even early next year and then we got three fully fledged after it it Mm. would have been enough time removed from two i think that's a much better cycle to give us kind of like a new entry and then a remake new entry then a remake and do it that way and um because yeah this does feel a little bit like two dlc yeah um but you know undead nightmare potentially you know dlc but still dlc
0: Mm. yeah it's gonna be interesting to see like i'm again just super happy that this is the spot we're in now where they have Mm. multiple options like resident evil is firing on all cylinders again like i'll be interested to see what the kind of uh sales slash reception of this one is because i already see a lot of people complain about the length um which mm. i kind of we we both knew was going to happen because we lived it in 1998 and uh, that yes. was the same problems people had with the game back then um i disagreed with it then and i agree with it now but for different reasons because it's just missing stuff that the original game had um the length isn't a problem it's like just missing parts of the game pretty much um but uh, yeah
1: it needed more single player content and, and yes. that is mercenaries definitely um yeah. but
0: yeah it's gonna be fascinating to see like i say i i just yeah. cannot wait for the future of resident evil like i i need a like i was I, gonna I say that
1: anything. that's the world we're in right now when we post six and they were mm. doing six and all these horrible oh spin-offs God. and and it got to the point that i didn't i i wasn't playing resident evil games that came no, out no i didn't care I which, it was which I was is like, unheard of like i didn't i didn't play operation i was it raccoon city or whatever it was yeah um and like for now me to be sitting here talking being like oh this game's a banger but it's not quite the banger i wanted mm. like we're we're in such a spoiled situation with it which is fantastic
0: yeah definitely like resident evil was as dead as silent hill was mm. you know a few years ago prior oh, man, to... don't do that <laughs> but like <laughs> that's why i will always give seven the credit for that because yeah. like seven is the reason why this is existing and is awesome today because it was such a huge success on every front and like yeah, like four and seven will always be my favourites. I think it's going to be very, very hard for any of them to come close now for those two. But um, mm. yeah, I, I just cannot wait going forward. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. I did watch something, but I think I'll talk about it next week. Um do it next week, man. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. But yeah, uh, in the coming weeks, like we said, we talked about our schedule kind of at the start, really, like any on-demand stuff. We'll, we'll keep uh, listening, of, all, of course, um, because hopefully stuff will get shadow dropped. But it seems like... I, I think we're starting to get a bit of the normality now in terms of, like, we know these movies are just going to get rescheduled. Yeah, um, I,
1: so. I, I wonder what the kind of box, not well, not box office, but the download revenue was for um, Invisible Man yeah, and very interesting. those couple of movies where it seems like, you know, I haven't seen anything come out. No. Um, and I'd assume if it was doing really well, there'd be some sort of article, even if it wasn't putting a number on it. Um, but it seems like that's probably not worked. And so, um, you know, it, it now seems like, You know, the the, you know, Quiet Place and Candyman are getting pushed and they're starting to now figure out what dates they're gonna steal before the other ones steal them, and that's (laughs) what we're gonna get now. It's basically no movie is gonna get announced for July, probably not August, unless they're feeling real brave. Mm. And so it's a case of right, there's already two in September. Will there be a mid September or are they gonna just kick into October? Um, you know, I can't wait for like I guarantee Spiral announces a between october 21st and or october 23rd and october 31st release date before we next record
0: i hope so <laughs> like that's what i want for that movie um because i yeah. think it would just be super exciting and i, I want them to go up against Halloween's. So i think that'd be really cool um
1: halloween's not coming out of halloween man no like, there's not a chance that's gonna get delayed <laughs> like
0: yeah that, that i don't care <laughs>
1: <laughs> that movie's not finished
0: um yeah like what like what i was saying like yeah it seems like a lot of these movies now are just slotting into those release dates so mm-hmm. it's just gonna be a case of waiting but then yeah these on-demand stuff is still coming like the newer small releases but obviously we were seeing if stuff like antlers or like new mutants i think is the only weird one of like is anyone yeah. gonna go see that at the cinema like just put it out in some capacity um i feel like that is the only one that i think could have a chance at just like randomly coming to a streaming platform yeah um
1: yeah, yeah, that's the one else... that they just got to get out at this point just because yeah. it's there and we know it exists. Like... Yeah, that is
0: very much a cut your losses. Like, listen, it's not going to be a hit. I hate to break it to you guys. That's, that movie's not going to be a big like, financial hit regardless of when you release it. Um, so just let the few people that still care watch it while they can. Um, yeah. But yeah, we, we will see in the coming weeks. Uh, but that was episode 191 where we talked about After Midnight. Uh, thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon.
1: See you later, everyone. Soon enough, anyway, shut up I can't mainly because I never could How could I start now?